welcome to Ghostly. Rebecca, how have you been? Pretty good, Pat. It's uh, been a busy summer so far. How about you? Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot going on, I can say that. Um, but let's just focus on the ghostly aspects of everything. And um, I'm, I'm really sorry that this episode's coming out a couple of hours late, hopefully. <laughs> uh, it's my fault, purely my fault. A lot of computer issues, a lot of personal stuff. It's just, it's been crazy. But I wanted to fill you guys in on what's been going on with Ghostly. Yeah, we've, we've, we're moving forward. Yeah, during the two weeks that we, that we take to put out an episode, we're doing a lot. We're doing a lot of research, and we're doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. So uh, we're still committed to bringing you guys episodes every two weeks. Sometimes we might even throw in a bonus episode like our H.H. Holmes episode that yeah. was a bonus episode. That was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, we are also really excited about how fast we're growing. So we've been trying to do some extra stuff to help it along a little bit. So Rebecca's been working really hard on our press kit. Not that that matters to most of you guys, but it matters to us. Uh, we're doing this so that anyone that wants to review us in a blog or an article or a video or whatever it might be has an easier time trying to find the information that they need. And it's turning out really awesome. She's doing a fantastic job. And I think it should be ready soon, right? Yeah, I think it's really pretty much ready. Just to make sure we update any numbers, all that good stuff. And oh, I think yeah. we're ready to go. Uh, and so, hey, if any listeners happen to know anyone out there that might want to read and review about Ghostly, <laughs> listen yeah. to Ghostly, review it, uh, send us an email, right? Oh, please do. That would be fantastic yeah. if you guys could help us out too. Yeah, message us on Facebook or uh, info at ghostlypodcast.com. Or you could do pat at ghostlypodcast.com or, or Rebecca at yeah. ghostlypodcast.com. Yeah, we got them all. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Ghostly just debuted at Zazzle Store. Yay! Uh, for those of you guys that don't know what a uh, Zazzle store is, that means that we could sell merchandise now. So we made some t-shirts. Uh, we made a male t-shirt, uh, a female t-shirt. Uh, not that they have genders themselves, but, you know, they're they're made for male Little different styles, yes. Yeah, exactly. And um, we made some coffee mugs and a cell phone case. <laughs> That's commitment. <laughs> and what I am super stoked about is the hoodies. Yeah, they look really cool. They do. They're amazing. I, Man, I can't wait to get my hands on some. Yeah, definitely. So to see more, just go to our website, ghostlypodcast.com, and click on the merchandise link at the top of the page. Or to make it easier, I made you guys a little link for it. Uh, you could just go to ghostlypodcast.com slash store. S-T-O-R-E. You got it. Ghostlypodcast.com slash store. And I will make sure to put that in the show notes. Excellent. So today we have an amazing episode for you. We decided that just talking about ghost stories is not enough. Uh, I wanted to tackle an actual type of spirit. Maybe. That's up to debate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think I actually won that poll thing, but that led us to the Shadow People episode. Um, that was episode five, I believe. But we still were like, no, we could do more. So that's when we started to talk about the curses in movies. And that's been working out great. Our, our last one was Poltergeist. And man, 
that was really cool to do. I really enjoyed doing it. Yeah, a lot of fun. One of my favorite movies. Yeah. But now I think it's time that we add another type of episode to Ghostly. And that is about the equipment used to talk to or investigate ghosts. Right. We've talked a little bit about some of that before, but I but think I now we're going to get some deep dives. Yeah. Yeah. So our very first episode about this is going to be about Ouija or talking boards. Yes. Or if you want to be really pretentious about it, it's a Ouija board. Ouija. Ouija board. <laughs> but before we get into that, I, I think we should take a little look-see at the polls from last episode. It was, as I said, about the movie Poltergeist. So how do we do, Rebecca? Well, yet again, uh, the Believers, Team Believer, has won the poll. Uh, 65% said, uh, so was the movie Poltergeist cursed? 65% said, yes, spooky stuff. 35%, nope, just a coincidence. Okay, well, hashtag Team Skeptic lost another one. Um, That's like three in a row for us now. Ever since we put it on Facebook and Rebecca started to write the polls, maybe you wrote this poll. So I did did write that. I'm not. But Team Skeptic is closing the gap. Uh, I'm happy that so many people shared their thoughts with us and we received a lot of great feedback about the episode. But before, like the last one, it was like 80 20. Yeah, so you guys beat us by a lot. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. So a there's a lot of skeptics about about poltergeist. There you go. So, are you ready to talk a little Ouija? Let's do it. Okay, so we're going to take a deep dive into this. Ouija offered a method for talking with the dead. It has a lot of history. We're going to start with the history of talking boards. Although the method used in Ouija is sort of like automatic writing. Uh, The first known use of the automatic writing method was widely attributed to China around 1100 AD. Wow. Yeah. So it's been around for a really long time. Um, And I guess it sort of is the same kind of thing. But the Ouija is more similar to talking boards uh, than to this automatic writing, even though they share a lot of history, though. In order to do this properly, we need to understand how these talking boards became a thing. So, there are reports that talking boards have been around for a very long time. Uh, We can't find the exact date of the first so-called talking board, but what we can tell you is that they became widely known around 1848. So, it started with the concept of using a table. Um, People would place their fingers lightly on a table and wait for spiritual contact. The table would tilt and move. It would knock on the floor to letters called from the alphabet. And it just would take a long time. And it was pretty noisy, too. I, I, could, I could see that. You know, you're sitting there like, okay, what's your name? And maybe it's Tim. And then it's like, tap, tap, tap. And you have to count it. And it's like... Okay, after how many counts? Is it a T? Or wait, is it an S? Or I don't oh, know if they, could you repeat that? They might have went through letters of the alphabet, or they might have done yes-no questions more so, Well, I I'm guessing, but uh, yeah. my guess is it took a long time. So, and it was kind of noisy, too, especially if you lived downstairs from the person oh, doing yeah, it. Oh, yeah, that's Could you true. imagine? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's probably a lot of brooms hitting ceilings at that time. Yeah. So that led its way into another form using a small basket with a pencil attached to one end. 
this uh, the medium uh, that's the person that would contact the dead would touch the basket and establish a connection and the spirit would take over writing the message ah so that's kind of like the automatic writing thing it is that that's where the tie-in is yeah gotcha so this evolved into a heart-shaped planchette which was a much more sophisticated tool that had two rotating casters underneath and a pencil at the tip forming three points so that's more what you would think of when you think of ouija yeah you know you think of that planchette But still, the messages were either drawn out or spelled out using the pencil. And most times, the messages took a lot to decipher. It was like reading a doctor's handwriting. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and they were left to the interpretation of the medium. If they were like pictures or something, they would just, you know, decide what it said. Sure, sure. So people started realizing that the planchette could be used as a pointer, and an alphabet could be pre-drawn out allowing for much more complex messages. Evolution, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So it is unknown the exact timing that people started to use an alphabet board with a planchette pointer. One of the first counts that I can find of its use was in 1848. Um, That year came up again. Mm. Two sisters, Margaret and Kate Fox, became instant celebrities after contacting the spirit of a dead peddler. Mm. This is when a lot of people credit as the birth of the spiritual movement. So what really kicked the spiritual movement into high gear in the U.S. was the Civil War. We have to remember that during the Civil War, the U.S. lost over a half a million soldiers. And families were left devastated by the loss of their loved ones. Talking boards gave them a slight chance to talk to them again. So Elijah Bond was credited with the patent of a planchette sold with an alphabet board on it. He packaged them both together. Gotcha. This was in February or February 10th, 1891. Elijah was an inventor that patented items. He also patented the word the word Nirvana. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, Kurt Cobain. I, who? Wow. Isn't yeah. that a Buddhist or it's a it's a term for paradise yeah, yeah. so you yeah. would have thought it would have been around. well I'm sure it had been around I guess he just said how can you patent a word I don't know he did that though. seems he did. I don't know about that that's crazy I mean I'm sure it happened I'm just I can't believe that they would let that happen yeah so what he did then was he he was just the inventor he had to have someone manufacture it so he he turned to a company that would uh, manufacture it and um, the the laminator's name was William Fold. William Fold took over the talking board production. In 1901, Fold started production of his own board under the name Ouija. So that's the first known use of it. More patents were issued for the talking board under this name, which, by the way, was labeled a game. Not sure how that really makes sense, right? Talk to the dead? Yeah, let the kitties do that. <laughs> it, it has always been very odd that it's under the board games. Yeah. Yeah, well, they actually filed it under that patent, so that's how it came to be. Mm. That's why you could find it in Target in the aisles that sell Candyland. There you go. Very similar. And Mousetrap. Remember that game? Yes. That was, that was a, lot a of fun, fun game. It just was hard to build all that stuff. So there are a couple of stories of how that name Ouija came to be. 
The first one is that it was just made up because it sounded Egyptian, which that is probably the one I'm leaning mostly <laughs> towards. <laughs> the second is that it was a combination of the French word we oui, and the German word ja, both meaning yes. Okay, I think I've heard that one before. Yeah. But a third story got a lot of appeal to it. This was that Charles Kennard, the founder of Kennard Novelty Company, which manufactured uh, Fold's talking board and where Fold had worked as a varnisher, uh, claimed the, that he learned the name Ouija from using the board and that it was supposed to be an ancient Egyptian or supposed to be ancient Egyptian for good luck. Interesting. Now, there's, I heard another story. Yeah. Um, that it was somebody's wife's, like, aunt's name or some sort of family name, but, like, slightly misspelled. Oh, okay. It was, like, like Ouija with an I-E, mm. but they somehow spelled it with an A, but that's why it's Ouija. I'm really thinking that they just made up the name based, <laughs> because it sounds Egyptian, and that was a big thing in, in the spiritual oh, movement. Oh, well, that was a big thing everywhere, definitely. Yeah. That, that other... You know. Yeah. yeah. So Fold and his brother went into business to sell these boards under the name Isaac Fold and Brother and leased the, the Ouija name from their own company, the Ouija Novelty Company. I don't know why they leased the name, probably some kind of tax thing or something. I don't know. Uh, and in addition to Ouija boards, they also manufactured pool tables. Well, there you go. Yeah, it makes sense. So their business partnership ended in a bitter feud, though. His brother Isaac began making his own boards under the name Oriole, like Oreos. Okay. I like Oreos. Well, like the baseball team. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, but they were exact replicas of the Ouija board, uh, just with a different name. I'm guessing, well, I'll, you'll tell us which one won out, but I, I have an idea. <laughs> well, actually, um, Fold decided after a while to start making his own boards under that name and selling them for cheaper. It was like the knockoff brand, but Fold made them too. <laughs> so I don't know. It was really weird. So Fold made a lot of money making these boards. In 1920, Ouija boards had made him more than $1 million. A lot of money in 1920. Yeah. Could you imagine? He could have bought the country, I think, for a million dollars. <laughs> Uh, from the 1920s to 1960s, there were many Ouija com competitors. Fold had lawsuits pending on these companies until his death in 1927. Fold had a very crazy death story, too. I know you're into those kind of I was, things. This, um, I'm very excited to hear it. So he joined the Chamber of Commerce for you know where, where they were located at, and they decided they were going to put up a flag on top of the factory. So he climbed to the roof of his factory to supervise the insulation of the flagpole. When the rail against which he was leaning gave way, Fold fell to the ground below. While being transported to the hospital, his fractured rib pierced his heart and Fold died at the hospital. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's <laughs> kind of crazy, yeah. Um, in 1966, his estate sold the rights to Parker Brothers which in turn sold it to Hasbro in 1991. And they've been the sole distributors of the popular board game, which was aimed at kids. So if you get a Ouija board, chances are it's going to be a Hasbro one. Unless you just make your own. Yeah, and 
people do do that. And actually, there is a big um, resurgence into the older boards. So people are buying older boards. Yeah, if you look online, there's a lot of, yeah, they look a little different, you know, kind of. Yeah, cool. I used to I used to have one from I think it was the late 1800s or something like that wow. that somebody made. It was it was a solid block of wood. I had many Ouija boards in my day, uh, which we're going to hear about. Yeah, we are. Very exciting. So, do you have anything to add to our history? No, I just think I think yeah, I think you covered a lot of the stuff that I that I saw. I think it's something that's been around for a long time. People have been interested, kind of as you said, for a long time in, in talking to spirits. And this was kind of the evolution of that to make it as easy and quick as possible yeah. and make it more something that anyone could do. You know, you didn't have to have a medium no. Any that could like interpret the writing or count the numbers or whatever it was. You know, it was something that anyone could do in their home. Yeah. I mean, it was almost as easy as the um, pendulum. Mm. Have you ever seen that method? Uh, so you hold a, a chain with like some kind of pointer at the bottom of the chain and then um, you ask it questions and it should, you know, answer yes or no depending upon the direction it's going. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yes. I think I've seen that in, in movies. I've used them. Ooh. Yeah. I was big into di uh, divination in my day. Pat is spooky, everybody. <laughs> I was spooky. I'm no longer <laughs> spooky. All right. Well, I think we should probably take a break. What yeah, do you think? Sounds good. All right. See you guys in a minute. Hey, Rebecca, guess what? What's that? Well, you know how we want Ghostly to not only tell and debate great stories, but also to give back to those in need? We do. Yeah, well, I've discovered this new app called PodCoin that lets you donate to charities with a currency you earn just for listening to our podcast or any podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, on PodCoin, you earn their digital currency, PodCoin, just for listening to podcasts. That sounds easy. It is. You can then donate your PodCoin to charities who will get real money donations. And you can also choose to save your PodCoin over time and exchange it for other rewards like Amazon and Starbucks. That's great. Who doesn't like Starbucks? Um, I hope no one. Yeah. Because I love Starbucks. Yeah, they'll give you um, gift cards right cool. there. And you could donate those gift cards too. You could, yeah. So download PodCoin in the App Store or in Google Play and use our special code GHOSTLY to receive 300 PodCoins just for checking it out. Awesome. Yeah. All right. And just like that, we're back. Yay. So, um... I know it's going to be kind of hard to single out one ghost story for this. So what do you what do you have planned for us, Rebecca? Yeah, well, it, like you, I mean, you may just search Ouija board stories on the internet, and there are a million of them. So I thought I'd do something a little different today for the ghost story. Okay. Uh, so there's a lot of the evidence that we're going to talk about our stories. So I thought I instead I'm going to use the ghost story time to go over the rules of using oh. Ouija boards because honestly I think the rules are almost just as scary as actually <laughs> stories of people using oh. the board. <laughs> I can't wait to hear them. Okay. So um 
I, I picked an article to read these from, but honestly, they're pretty universal you know, as you read uh, read around. Do you uh, and where I the certainly had heard. From? Yeah, it's uh from. Oh, of course, did I put the website on here? I. Well, we'll just make sure to put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Thought catalog. Sorry. Thought catalog. Thought catalog is the website. Oh, I thought that's what you were saying is, yeah, put it in my thought catalog to (laughs) put it in the show notes. Nope, it's thought catalog and it's um, Aaron uh, Cassetta and uh, 21 Ouija board rules everyone needs to know before they start playing. So is it it thoughtcatalog.com? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So number one, Ouija boards are not a joke. Read up on what can happen when you use a Ouija board before you use it. Okay, so why are they sold as kids' toys? Well, they may be sold that way, but they shouldn't be in my mind. Okay. The most important rule is to never taunt or goad a spirit to communicate with you through the Ouija board. This can have very disastrous consequences. You don't want to make fun of the spirit or... Yeah, they don't like that. ...goad it into anything. Number three... Never ask a Ouija board when you're going to die. Hmm. Why not? Well, most likely it's going to lie. Okay. But, you know, you're always going to have that in your mind, and it's just going to freak you out. Would you want to know? No, I would not want to know. I I actually read a uh, book about this, like a fiction book, where these children go see this medium, and she gives you the date of your death. Wow. And it's like this theoretical question of what do you do with that information, and it's really weird. By yeah. the way, guys, Rebecca's read every book ever made, I think. <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> I wish I had. Uh, I try. But anyways, it was it was weird. Okay. Um, spirits who talk you, number four, spirits who talk to you through the, your Ouija board can tell you anything they want. Just because a spirit says something does not mean it's true. Mm. I certainly learned that when I um, have used them before. A spirit will try to win your trust by telling you that there's some long lost relative or a spirit of a small child that needs your help. But there's no proof. We don't know who the spirit really is. It could be something malevolent or a demon. It could really be that spirit that they're telling you who it is, but we don't know for sure. Um, I mean, sometimes you can ask it questions that maybe only that person would know. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like the Internet you don't know who's on the other side. So oh. you have to assume... So they could be trolling you then. Exactly. You just have to assume it's something bad mm. <laughs> and act accordingly and not trust exactly what it says. And it's probably some comic book guy from San Francisco exactly. that has a ponytail. Exactly. And, Simpsons yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, the Simpsons guy. Yeah. Uh, number five, never use a Ouija board alone. Ooh, I've done that before. Not a good idea. Well, yeah. It's definitely not. The more people with you when you use the Ouija board, the better. It means there's more energy present to connect with the spirit. And so even if anybody, not even if not everyone can touch the planchette when you're using it, it's okay just to even have some people watching. Okay. Number six, do not use a Ouija board in your own home. If you do connect with a malevolent spirit, the energy will be in your home and it will be harder to break contact. So I don't know of any like Ouija board hangout spots that you can go to. I, I, this is the hardest one. I mean, I you know because where you know be suppose you could do it outside. Uh, go to a uh, go to a, an abandoned building. <laughs> yeah, uh, ghostly does not condone you going to abandoned buildings with Ouija boards. Not because of the Ouija boards, though. Just be careful okay. where you use it. Number seven, one person in the group should be the leader. This person, the person who will talk and ask questions while the group is using the board. I 
I don't know about that one. I think you could have multiple people asking questions. Hey, these are rules, okay? <laughs> you have to follow these to the letter. Okay. Number eight, if you are using the Ouija board and are not the leader, you should keep your fingers on the planchette and remain silent. No one should laugh or ask whether it is working. This is negative energy, which which interferes with the process. Try not to decipher the words as the planchette moves. Your role is to close your eyes and focus your energy on the planchette. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I, I've heard it as that... Um, people around you that don't believe and are big skeptics like me should not be around you when you're using it because it, nothing's going to happen then. We we bring the negative energy. I, You know, that could be. That could be. Yeah. The leader should not ask joke questions, number nine. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you can. I just think, you know, just be aware. You might get joke answers. But that probably goes into the goading the, the yes. spirit. You're not taking that spirit seriously. Very true. Uh, this is a good idea. Number 10, one person be assigned, should be assigned the task of keeping track of the answers. They mm. can write down the letters slash words in a notepad and translate to the group what they think the spirit is saying. Try not to guess what the answers are in the moment, write down what is happening and do that after the planchette stops moving. So kind of let it finish saying what it's going to say. Yeah. And then I think that would be your role in that. I, oh, I would be the note taker. Yeah. Cause I don't like taking notes. <laughs> All right, number 11. This one's super important. These others have been, you know, you can decide who plays what role, but number 11, don't leave the planchette on the board. When Ooh. you're done using your Ouija board, remove the planchette. Even if you're just leaving the room for a little bit, it's considered bad luck to just leave it on the board and you don't know what's going to happen. Oh, you know, I've watched uh, the movie Witchboard. One of my favorite Ouija board movies. Yep. And uh, yeah, that was a big thing. They left the planchette on there and it was spelling out all kinds of craziness. I'm, I think any movie with a Ouija board, this is something that happens. I think it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, that means that they didn't read the rules. First. They didn't read the rules. This is what, Yeah. So yeah. this is why we're going through this. Okay. So if you, number, rule number 12, if you want to take a break, have one person keep their hand on the planchette to stay connected to the energy. Or, or number 13, always end your session with the Ouija board by saying goodbye. There's a goodbye mm. on the board. You yes. take it, you go, you actually do move it yourself and you move it to the goodbye and you run it across that to say goodbye. Okay. And then hands off. And then hands off. And, and then, then, you can... then you throw the planchet across the room so that it's not on the board. Well, I'm telling you right now, there are a lot of stories on there where the planchet does that itself. Nice. Yeah. Wow, talk about automation. I mean, <laughs> that's great. Um, okay, interesting. Very similar to podcasting. Number 14, the location you use should be ideally dark and free of background noise. Hmm. So that you can get a good recording exactly. for your podcast. <laughs> you can use a candle to light the board enough to see what the planchette may be spelling, just it to also, make it as creepy as possible. It also sets the mood, yeah. Exactly. Number 15, I, when I used it, I did not do that. Uh, number 15, if a spirit starts communicating with you through the board by counting down or going through the alphabet, immediately end the session by saying goodbye. This is a common theme in Ouija users who have contacted a malevolent spirit that is trying to leave the board. Oh, and also it gives them time to trace the call. Because <laughs> I think 30 seconds or something like that, right? Okay, yes, we're laughing, but it's true. <laughs> if that happens... Get 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 it out. Get, so if say they goodbye. spell the alphabet one letter at a time, or count down like ten, oh, okay. nine, eight, like if, is it kind of like 
take off or something? No, it's going to come out of the board. It's trying oh, to do that. I want to see that. No, you oh. don't want to see that. But I do. I really do. <laughs> well, chances are you wouldn't see it with your eyes. Oh, I'd see it with my heart. Yes, in your mind. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, another one, another way that this could happen is if a spirit starts communicating with you by making the planchette make a figure eight, or in other words, the infinity symbol, another time to immediately end the session by saying goodbye. It's often the way that malevolent spirits reveal themselves is that figure eight. Uh, I think that that's what they do, though. What? They make figure eights. I mean, they don't just go in a circle. How do they move around? Well, they, they, they could just move around. They don't have to make any kind of figure. They just oh. they go to the letters that are spelling out the words. I always thought in between it's supposed to keep moving. I've seen that. I've seen that too, but it shouldn't be making that particular shape. Oh, well, my bad. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Been there, done that. Uh-oh. Uh, number 17, if you begin to suspect you're in contact with a malevolent spirit, as we've said, immediately end the session, putting it on goodbye. It also helps to leave the physical space you are in, so you sever the energy that's feeding the spirit. Okay. Okay. We're going to talk more about this one later. Um, but if you speak to a spirit who identifies themselves as Zozo, end the session and say goodbye immediately. Zozo has definitely been identified as a malevolent spirit that gets associated with Ouija boards. Uh, also, that was on Zeppelin Four album. <laughs> Led Zeppelin. Uh-huh. Sorry. Number 19, one place that you... I, I, as far as I'm concerned, you could use it in your home as long as you're careful. But number 19, do not use a Ouija board in a cemetery. Aww. That does not sound like a good idea. Well, I mean, I can't use it in my home. <laughs> I can't use it in a cemetery. They're not giving me a lot of places just to go. Your backyard. What if my backyard is a cemetery? <laughs> and the woman in white is there. <laughs> Number 20. We're almost done, guys. If you are experiencing depression, maybe a good to avoid using the Ouija board because that kind of energy can draw in malevolent spirits. Uh, and I would say just in general, you know, if you're in a bad place, it's not healthy. To use a Ouija board, I think that one, you know, maybe the bad energy is kind of drawing in bad spirits, but also just your own your mindset isn't in in the right place to to receive positive energy or positive thoughts or making really good connections. Mm. Um, and I think this is something that'll come up in my story a little bit later. But this idea of almost getting addicted to the Ouija board and what it does is real as far as as i'm concerned and i think that if you're in a uh, a bad place mentally then that you might be more susceptible to almost kind of ignoring real life yeah um and focusing on the spirit world too yeah much. i used to i used to do readings for people you know using cards or or having you know reading palms or actually reading face mm-hmm. um you know touch and stuff and this one girl would ask me like every day to do it so I came up with my own rule. It had to be at least a moon cycle, ah, a full moon cycle. So, you know, it has to go from new moon to full moon. Right. Before Something. Before I would do it. Yeah. yeah. So I just, you know, just kind of put that out there. Okay, last rule. This one's, this one's a good one. Never burn a Ouija board. There, you will be tempted if something bad happens. To mm. do some to to destroy this board. Okay. Okay. But 
really burning it can actually do more damage than simply just putting it in the closet. Yeah, it becomes ashes then. It, right. A lot more damage yeah. than putting it in a closet. <laughs> this is true. But it's just, it's the energy piece. So if you're having problems with the Ouija board, store the planchette and board separately. Just store them away. I mean, you could throw it away. You could give it to Goodwill, whatever, but um, burning it is not a good option. Can you sell it on eBay? I suppose you could. Okay. So I, I have a couple things to add to to these things. Okay. So my first thing is another rule, rule number 22. Okay. Never use the Ouija board under the influence. Oh, excellent, excellent of, point. Of any substance. Yeah, that's a, it's a great point. Yeah, um, and you're going to hear in my story that I might have done that. I'm going to refer to... Um, I'm going to refer to the substance that I was on. If you Google uh, how I met your mother eating sandwiches, that's what I was, yeah. Okay. So just so we have some basis on that. Gotcha. Also, the next thing, Aleister Crowley. Oh, which, Aleister Crowley. Oof. Which, by the way, not my favorite person. No, not my neither. Because he was a womanizer. Yeah. Um, but a lot I've, of crazy things. I've studied him a lot. Um he, they were actually going to come up with their own uh, Ouija board. Mm, interesting, and I did not know that. Yeah, they, there was supposedly a prototype, but nobody knows where it's at now. Anyways, I'm just gonna go past that. Okay. But um, he came up with some good ideas for it, as far as like um, when pagans do their Sabbath. Um, they usually will will cast a circle, or when they do any kind of magic work, they will cast a circle. And uh, you might want to Google about that, find out how to create a circle if you are afraid of these kind of things. Although I am not a believer, it might help you to okay. get through that. All right. That sounds positive. Yeah. All right. All right. But it was Lester Crowley that, that I got that from, so... Yeah, so take it with a grain of salt because he's, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, <laughs> we should probably do an episode. We on We should him. do an episode on Alistair Carl. I don't know yeah. if it could be family friendly though. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> we'd have to see. Okay, so how about how about we debate this? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so do you want to start? Yeah. Well, today we're going to tell our own stories. Yes. Yes, yes, that is what we're going to do. So we traveled up to Wisconsin. Wait, let me just say this. Oh, yeah. Because there's countless stories. Countless stories. This podcast could go on for days just going over stuff. So we thought it would be best that we discuss our own stories as evidence. Yeah, I, I, exactly. We yeah. both have had experiences, so we wanted to talk about those. Yeah. And it might be more, you know, I thought it'd be a little more fun than just reading. Absolutely. You know, unnamed stories from the internet um so we traveled up to wisconsin to talk to my bestie we've had mondo your bestie on so we went to talk to my bestie cheryl Mm -hmm. um about what happened to her and i uh using the ouija board when we were younger um and then pat told us his story and we we commented on that yeah it was a lot of fun (laughs) okay so Let's go ahead and just give it a listen. Okay. Right? Yeah, let's do okay. it. Okay. I remember like this whole thing is so just 
broad stroke yes. in my memory that it's challenging for me to think of how to describe it. Right. I'm not even sure like where to start with it exactly. Like, yeah, I don't remember how we came to the decision to like give it a try. All I really remember mm-hmm. is that it moved. <laughs> I know I didn't move it. I am quite confident you didn't move it. Wait, so you guys had it on your laps, or no? So we had. So okay, here's my memory: is that we were in my room, like we decided to play. Like so, my mom. This is my. This was my mother's Ouija board from like when she was in high school or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we it was had always been in the basement with all the other games, and it was like waiting for us. I like how you say other games. Other games, yes. Okay, games. Okay. And, uh-huh, yes. <laughs> and we, um, so we decided, and this is like middle school-ish, right? Yeah. yeah. And we took it to my room and we played and it it moved. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, there's like few people in the world that you have ultimate trust in. But, like, you're a person that I have ultimate trust in. Like, I know if you tell me that you didn't move it. I'm missing some part here. Did you have it on a table? Did you Just on the floor. On the floor. floor. So we're sitting, like, you know, what do they say now? Crisscross applesauce. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. On the floor. And and then it's on the floor in between us. And we have our hands on it. You have your hands on it. Right. And then it moved. And you, you, the instructions, I believe there's instructions. There are instructions, which we followed I to the letter. I want to say you put two or three, two, two fingers. fingers. Okay, yes. that sounds right. To each. Lightly. Lightly. On it. And so you're not really supposed to put pressure on it. Yes. You're just supposed to kind of just barely touch it with two fingers on each right. other. Sure. So yeah. we're sitting across right. from each other just as like we you are, are now. now. Like we are right now. Two, like fingers two fingers each they're, hand. They're showing me yeah. how they did this. <laughs> yeah. Gently on the... Planchette. Is the, I was going to say, yes. I have no idea what it's called <laughs> on that thing. <laughs> and like asking it silly middle school girl questions. Yes. Nothing. It, I don't even remember it being nighttime. No, it was like afternoon. Yeah. It was the afternoon. Yeah. Okay. So we were just messing around. Like we probably asked it about Corey Haim or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it started moving and it started like spelling things out. Yeah. All right. So what did it spell out? Yeah. That is a great no question. Idea. I don't, I don't remember. remember. All I remember is like, I think eventually we asked its name. Like it yes, gave us a name. We did. Do you right? remember the name? No. Oh, I can't okay. remember it either. But I, I, no, I think there's a reason though. Yes. Like, I, were, I do uh, think that we blocked this because it yeah. really, at the time, we were like, hee hee hee, it'll hee, be so hee, silly hee, and fun right. and obviously it's not going to work. And we sat down and we did it and it worked. Right. And it wasn't really until we got pretty deep into it that we realized the implications of what was happening. Right. And sort of the the bigger concept of what was happening. And that it wasn't mm. really a funny middle school thing. Right. It was actually terrifying. Well, and here's what I remember is I remember doing this for like a while. Yes. And then we like left and we went downstairs because we're like, okay, we should stop. And then, like, feeling compelled to do it again. Yes. Like, it was like we couldn't wait to go back and, like, talk to this thing again and ask it more questions. I also, and I'm getting chills now talking about it, but I also remember being very drawn back to it, but also very, like, conflicted inside about that. Like, 
I really wanted to do it more, like a lot more, but I felt like I shouldn't. I felt like I should avoid it. I felt like it was a bad idea. Yeah. It was like, Mm. it was definitely a thing where it was, it wasn't just like a game and we felt like we could just stop. Yes. Like, and honestly, even after that day, we, I think we did it even another time. I feel like it was almost like we couldn't not do it. And I feel like that's why we wanted to throw it away. Yes. And your mom wouldn't let yes. us. So my, so I remember we wanted to throw it away and my mom was like, no. And I was like, but mom, it works. And this is the scariest moment where she's like, I know. <laughs> and I was like, what? She had this knowing look on her face. Like, ha 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 ha. You've now joined the world of Ouija. So we went to the library. Do you remember this? We went to the library to find books on what to do because we're like, this is now like we've let a ghost or a spirit or a demon into like my room, my house. Yes. I remember feeling like we had some responsibility to like close this door we had opened. Right. This portal. Exactly. This portal. (laughs) So... Okay, so the story is... Yes. Let me get this straight. Okay. You guys found the Ouija board. Yes. You guys brought it upstairs to your room. Yes. Laid it on the ground. You both put your two fingers on it. Mm-hmm. Asked a bunch of questions. Nothing happened, but then it moved eventually. It's, well, it started to answer yeah. the questions and okay. started to move. But we don't know what the answers of the questions were. I mean, I, I feel know. like I remember asking, like, who was going to win the presidential election? I don't that know wasn't why. right? I don't remember. No, so, but let me finish. So, like, okay. the point is that we, so we went to the library and we found these books that gave us, like, ideas of, like, how to, like, cleanse, right? Like, the sage yes. thing and, like, burning incense, I think, which I believe we maybe did. I and there was, like, a thing we read. Stuff. Yeah. Yes. There was, like, some stuff we read. And then... Like, yama, 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 yama. That was exactly it. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, it was like, I mean, it was definitely like a, you know, like, like we cleanse this house or, you know, whatever. And then we put it back where we found it in the basement. And I just remember, like, we just, we never did it again. Like, that was just it. And I think part of it was that our brains, like, purposely forgot it. You know what I mean? Like, we remember that it happened, but we, like... I feel like I blocked it, yes. Like, on purpose. So that nothing... Yeah. So you definitely believe that the Ouija board has this kind of power. Again, if anyone else... If I had been doing it with anyone else, I would have questioned. Right? Like, if I... Any other friend, family member, anybody, I would have been like, they were probably moving it. You know? But, like, there is one person in this world that I would totally trust would tell me if she was moving it. And I agree. I, I There's zero doubt in my mind that neither of us was controlling the, what's yeah. it called? Planchette. Planchette. I, I'm probably saying it wrong, but that's how it looks when yeah. you see it. Yeah. All right. I mean, there are many, many, actually, even scarier stories involving Cheryl and spirits. But we will stick with the... Uh, the Ouija board today. For this one. For this episode, yes. yeah. All right. Well, that's the story then. That's the story. Okay. All right. So that was Rebecca and Cheryl's story. So, um, <laughs> so if that is your evidence for, what I'm going to say is that um, that is like the experience that a lot of people have had, right? I mean, 
that it moves and people don't believe it's the other person, right? I mean, yes. I know, you know, you're saying that she was really, you were really close. Cheryl's great. I don't think she would lie and I don't think you would lie. But um, what I do want to say is, have you ever heard of the term idiomotor phenomenon? I have, actually. You have. Okay. Well, let me explain it to our listeners that might not have heard about this before. It's a hypnotic state that you achieve by concentrating on something really, really hard. And it causes there to be involuntary movements, especially of the hands. And it, if you have an answer in mind, you're more likely to get that answer out of the board. There's been uh, scientific studies that, that have measured the movements of people. And in all cases with the Ouija board, it was one of the two people moving the board. Mm. Well, like I said, for us, uh, there is one person in the world that I trust more than anyone when it comes to this. And, and for her, it's the same. Um, and I, again, it's really kind of creepy how, you know, you mentioned casting a circle. Yeah. Um, and again, we didn't necessarily cast a, a circle specifically, but we did uh, find books and read incantations and 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 put particular items out whatever we needed to do to kind of clear out the the spirit okay um and it's amazing how much we don't remember um but i i do remember that you know we asked questions and got crazy answers i mean they made sense but it wasn't like oh like that's what i thought the answer would be yeah yeah you know it wasn't like i had an answer in mind i i i I don't know. I just, I remember, but I, I just remember being giddy, just being so excited that we had found this thing and that it was talking to us and, and just asking and just spending hours doing this and not realizing how much time we were Well, we the were giddiness spending. could also be explained by the hypnotic state of, you know, the idio, um, idio phenomenon. So I'm just saying that that is a euphoric kind of state and you might not remember everything after that. Um, so I'm just saying that's what that's what scientists have have done when they've when they've studied the Ouija board and it's always one or both of them moving it themselves. Uh, a lot of times it's actually both of them moving it against each other trying to get to that whatever letter that the one person wants versus whatever the other person wants, and it ends up someplace in the middle. I Again, I just, it wasn't like... Well, involuntary. I, that means you're not, mm-hmm. like, nobody is at fault for this. Again, I, I do not believe that is, what's hap- that is what happened. And yeah. I've done it other times with other people after that fact. Mm-hmm. And similar things have happened. And again, I don't... I don't believe that that's the case. And then I've also done it where nothing happens, where yeah. literally nothing happened. We just sat there. Hmm. So again, to me, that's proof that it was real. Okay. Well, um, I guess it's time for my story. Yay, Pat's story. So let's take a listen. Okay. Okay. Oh, so, we want to hear your story, Pat. We want to hear Do my story. Tell. Okay, so I actually remember the date of this uh, incident. It was... December 31st, 1988. Okay, so that makes sense because it was uh, New Year's Eve. It was New Year's Eve, but it was also 
The reason why I remember this is because it was the Fog Bowl, which is a game that the Bears played the Philadelphia Eagles in. Mm. Now, the field was completely fine. There was They weren't suspecting fog or expecting any fog, and all of a sudden it became the foggiest thing mm. ever, where people couldn't even tell if they were... Who who had the ball? Wow. Okay. So you watched the Fog Bowl. So I remember that. So this story is kind of interlaced with a couple of other stories inside of it. Uh, the, so my mother was at her sister's house. Um, and that is my cousin Frank's mother. Okay. And uh, this it was getting late. We had walked out in the fog to see just how foggy it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really foggy. You could not see three feet in front of you. So it was pretty bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember us taking out the Ouija board. And who's us? uh, It was me. I don't remember everyone that was there. You don't remember everything from this night? No, but I remember, like, details of things. (laughs) And mine's spooky. Okay. So just wait. Uh (laughs) So, um, yeah, I don't remember who was there, but I do remember that we were, uh, how you would, how they said in How I Met Your Mother, eating a sandwich, they were, yeah, so we were under the influence of sandwiches. Sandwiches at 420. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. that. Yeah. So we, um, and we decided it would be a good idea to bring out the Ouija board. Okay. So we brought out the Ouija board and... Is this um, your Ouija board? Like it was, at your house? Yes. Okay. I had several. Oh, okay. I had some really old ones. Now, wow. see, when my father passed away when I was 13, so this is right after that, I got this urge to talk to the dead, like kind of what I talked about in the history section. Yeah. Um, so I really sought, sought out spiritualism. Mm. I really went big into it. So I had several boards. And this is one of my boards. And, um, yeah, I mean, we had some responses. I have to admit, I was probably pushing it. Oh. But see, yeah. you're self-aware of the fact that you were probably pushing it. I was probably pushing it. But that's not where the real story comes into effect. Okay. That was nothing out of the ordinary. That we were, you know, playing under around, the influence and sandwiches. Right. Yeah, yeah. Playing with this Ouija board that I right. probably pushed. Right. Um... It was a bunch of guys, so it was kind of weird being that close with a bunch of guys pushing yeah, stuff. So it was can, kind of weird. Yeah. But we decided to take another break and go out in the fog again because uh-huh. it, it got really foggy to us later on in the in the evening. Okay. And when we came back, I happened to walk by my back bedroom, and there were all the there, there was a couch in there, like a like a sleeper couch in there, and uh-huh. all the pillows were taken off. And there were chairs that were in the kitchen moved into that room, stacked up on top of each other on top of the couch. What? What? Yeah. Why didn't you say this in the Poltergeist episode? <laughs> <laughs> because oh my this, God. Is, this is the Ouija episode. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so we all freaked out a little bit. And then um, I remember me telling them to go into the garage or something. And they went into the garage and I flicked the lights on and off. It was not a uh, attached garage, so they had to like leave or something. Okay. I don't know. I was trying to freak them out. Uh huh. Yeah. Because you were freaked out. I was freaked out a little bit. Yeah, and then after that, so it's about nine o'clock at night now. Or no, it must have been after that because 
Um, it must have been after midnight, so mm-hmm. the next day, and my cousin Frank called me mm-hmm. and told me that my mother had left hours before that to come home, and it was a five-minute drive mm-hmm. from my aunt's house to my house. So I was really freaked out. I thought she had gotten into a car accident. Sure. I hung up with him. I freaked out a little bit. And then probably about two hours later, she called me and told me that he was just messing with me. <gasps> Oh my god! That's yeah. the worst joke That's ever. Awful. It How is. Awful. It is, and it was so foggy too. And so. especially oh that night, yeah, with the yeah. fog and wow. Yeah, so that's my story. Well, okay, but Let's, yeah, back to the chairs. Back to the chairs and the pillows. Yeah. So, what do you think happened? I think that I left the door unlocked, and one of my other friends came in. One of your other friends, so not one that was with you that night. Yeah, or well, we were eating sandwiches, so I mean. I was not totally 100% aware of everyone that was around me at every time. There was Ah. probably about six or seven of us. Okay, so it's possible. So maybe only three or four of us went for the walk and the other couple people... This is very like Clue. I feel like we're in Clue, like the movie Clue, where it was like, who was in the room when we found the dagger? To me, that confirmed my belief at that moment in the supernatural. But later on, now that I review the facts in my head... And realized, no, 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 I had eaten a sandwich. Had I not eaten that sandwich, I might not have had the same experience. Interesting. So here's my question for you. So let's say one of the people who you were hanging out with that night did stay behind or slipped in and moved the chairs around. At some point in the future, would they not... Tell you this exactly. I mean, would you not have that That's, conversation? Because that'd be hilarious. After right. like a couple, again, just like your mom called you after a couple hours to be like, "Ha ha, it was a joke. We were joking. We're messing with you." After a couple of hours, I would imagine whoever did do that would be like, after everyone's like freaking out, would yes. be like, "It was totally me. Like I did it. Like ah. like that's what you do." Well, um, the thing is too is that. So after my dad died, I was into spiritualism, but I was also into the sandwich thing. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, started hanging out with people that I probably hadn't hung out with before. And um, yeah, so these are people that after I decided that that wasn't something that I wanted, I didn't want to have any more sandwiches. Uh-huh. Not, not that I'm against people eating sandwiches. Right. I just... Decided to low carb, I guess. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Yeah. I decided to be a little bit cleaner in my diet. Right, right. Or my influences. Sure. I didn't really hang out with those people but anymore. But still, even more a reason that you would, like, say something that you did it. Nope. And I never told them that I pushed the planchette. But did you? Like, are yeah. you just saying that now or at the moment you were like, I'm pushing it? I'm 99.9% sure that I pushed it. And I did it purposely to freak out my friends. And mm. people do that. I acknowledge that that, yeah. is, a, sure. that's, that is part the game part right. of Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying, because like my friend, we did a thing once where we were trying to move a, a, diff, uh, a different friend. We were trying to uh, move a, a toothpick. Uh, with our minds. I don't know if you were there for that. Oh, Jedi. Yes, you were there for that. Jedi mind trick. And, uh, and These are so, not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> well, so we're all sitting there. We're staring at this toothpick trying to make it move. And all of a sudden it moved. And everybody 
freaked out. Everybody except one person. Everybody except out. one person freaked out. Because they were blowing out. And honestly, she we were blowing. freaking out so, so hard that no. we didn't notice that she wasn't freaking exactly. out. Exactly. Like if she hadn't said anything to this day, we would be sitting here telling you the story of how we moved a toothpick with yes. our mind. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that I pushed it. Okay. And, and I'm pretty sure somebody was just messing around but it was really creepy at the time really spooky yeah at the time like the time i told you about when i turned my radio on and there was uh demonic music coming from it but there were no batteries or power cord yeah see (laughs) mentioned this in the what last episode right i don't know if it was the last one or the one before that yeah that sounds like it has a logical explanation yeah not not i I just pulled the power out no that doesn't power doesn't work like that yeah it does actually transistors can hold that power yeah. I've never heard that. You've that never sounds heard that? that sounds like a window thing. We got to look that one up. I, uh, I am 100% positive. You were 100% positive about the windows. Well, I am 110% positive, but <laughs> the transistors can sometimes hold power and that would explain why it sounded demonic. You a transistor radio? This reminds me of another story. Well, they have story. transistors in it. <laughs> oh, another story? Oh, okay. Well, oh, you want it now? Yeah. So, my um my parents grew up on a farm in rural Wisconsin, far northern Wisconsin. I have a tough time with that word, rural. I know. It's a little challenging. Rural. Yeah. Rural. Okay. And um, it was on a dead at the. It was on the intersection of this short dead-end road. And down the road, there's a lot of stories about the properties down at the end of the road. Multiple properties. Oh. But the one in particular, the one down the road. The, well, <laughs> was there a woman in white? No, not that I'm aware of, but maybe. <laughs> uh, no, the one in particular is there's the house, and then in front of the house, um, there was a trailer that was being used as a workshop, mm-hmm. and so the power was a, a long extension cord that went back to the house. That's how it was powering the lights, the radio, all of those things. And one story in particular from these properties is that the wife, I believe it was, came out to talk to the husband. And that was how she would get his attention. She would pull the power. Oh. So, like, oh. come come to dinner now. It's time. Okay, you know? gotcha. But she pulled the power cord, and he didn't come in. And finally, oh. she went and fetched him, but the power was still on in the trailer. I mean, come on. Like, that's more than just, like, a few seconds. Of, oh, like, absolutely. It was. Wow. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's kind of spooky. Yeah. Field trip? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I'm going to stop now. Okay. All right. So that's my story. <laughs> As I said, I was, I, I was eating sandwiches. Yes. But still, how poltergeist was that story? Uh, I I don't feel it was at all poltergeist. It's totally poltergeist. Sta- okay, do you remember the movie, the chairs stacked on each other? Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, and just like my friends to do something like that. Okay, I w- can you explain exactly how the chairs were stacked? Like how many chairs, how were they stacked? Three kitchen chairs. On top of each other? Three yeah. tall. Who yeah. could do that in a short time? Uh, well, we, and get them we went balanced. Around the, we went around the block and it was so foggy. So, I mean, they had a good 10, 15 minutes. Okay, I'm telling you right now, in 10 minutes, there is zero chance that I could stack three kitchen chairs on top of each other and have them perfectly balanced, as well as like throw cushions off the 
sofa and you could totally do that in oh 10 oh my gosh there's minutes. no way you could totally do that did you try to recreate it ever no no i didn't mm. I, and i still believe that at some point somebody would for the hilariousness of it been like oh my god you guys you're such idiots like it was me <laughs> well as i said i don't talk to a lot of them yeah but at the time you did yeah but not for much longer after that well if anyone if any of them are listening Hmm. <laughs> let us know yeah if it was you they're probably still eating sandwiches so <laughs> they probably don't even realize all right um so you want to just go into the last story yeah i've got one more story to tell as i mentioned earlier that uh one of the rules that we read mentioned saying goodbye if a spirit introduces themselves as Zozo. Yes. So this is really a popular thing that's out that's out there. So I thought I would um, talk about this this idea. Um, again, Thought Catalog. So same website. Thoughtcatalog.com. Dot com. Yes. All one word. All right? one word. Mm-hmm. Okay. So had an article about Zozo. So Zozo is a Ouija board demon. He can possess people who use a Ouija board by slowly gaining their trust. They are not always aware they're being possessed um, as Zozo may lie and pretend to be a sympathetic spirit instead of a malevolent Ouija board demon. Most people do not know that they are talking to Zozo until it is too late. So got to be really careful about it. Um, There's a definition on the website. Zozo is a a malevolent, I can say these words, Ouija board demon who terrorizes and possesses those that come into contact with it. Stories about Zozo increased popularity in 2009. Isn't that when the shadow people started increasing too? Uh, I thought it was before that, but I, oh, okay. I'd i have to go back to the episode. Go ahead. Um, following a viral post posted on a, a paranormal message board by Darren Wayne Evans. Um, but this particular, there's mentions of Zozo long before that. It's just when it got popular. However, um, just as a little side note, some claim that the boy who was the inspiration for the the movie The Exorcist, so it was like a famous exorcism in mm-hmm. the 50s, um, that he was possessed by Zozo. Oh, wow. So, I don't know. But here's Evans's story. So the guy who kind of made this famous. During my experiences with the Ouija boards, one particular spirit always seemed compelled to make its presence known. Its name is Zozo. Today, I refuse to even pronounce its name as I believe the mere pronunciation of it can cause it to manifest itself. Side note, I've been saying it a lot this episode. Kind of like Beetlejuice. Yeah, hopefully we're okay. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. (laughs) All right, going back. Too many times to count. It has at first pretended to be a nice spirit or pretend to be whomever I was trying to contact, but eventually it showed its true self, cussing me, threatening me, and uh, others present in the room. Once it actually cussed at me using what looked like Latin or Hebrew and using biblical terminology. Wait, well, how did he do that in the Ouija board? Well, you can spell words. Okay. I mean, but, Hebrew maybe, I mean, yeah, is a Hebrew little bit. Yeah, a little But I, yeah. he said it looks like it. It doesn't mean that it actually was Latin or Hebrew. But it they just don't, was like oddly They don't worded. use the Hebrew alphabet on the boards unless he had a special board that had Hebrew on it. Yeah, but I think you can get close to those words or something similar. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a point. Um, I was genuinely fascinated and startled by how many times Zozo showed up, even in many different states and many different Ouija boards. So it wasn't always the same board or place. Uh, it always wound up being very nasty 
and it commented freely about how it wanted to possess my girlfriends and take them to paradise. When asked where paradise was, it's spelled H-E-L-L. One time after Zozo was being extremely evil, I walked into my bathroom only to see my one-year-old daughter about to drown. Her mother had left her alone in the tub just for a second, and somehow the water got turned on and was overflowing. Well, what kind of, what kind of guy is this that is going to be like, "Oh, okay, you're going to you're going to take little Lisa and give her a bath. Well, I'm going to jump on my Ouija board while you do that." Well, he he's playing with his Ouija board. Wife is taking care of the kid. That's yeah. I, again, he's at this point deep. Okay. You know what I mean? He let himself get too deep. Okay. He should have stopped, and he didn't. All right. Um, so somehow the water got turned on instinctively. She, uh, this is the kid. She had her face tilted up and was seconds from going under when I grabbed her from the water. The next day she was hospitalized for some weird internal infection and was put in isolations for 14 days straight. As doctors tried to diagnose the illness, we almost lost her. And that's when I began to suspect demonic attack. Hmm. So he says, ever since his experience, he has made contact with other people who've also spoken to someone uh, called Zozo via, via spirit board. Skeptics believe that Evans invented the entire existence of Zozo with his post in 2009. But there are earlier mentions, as I said, of Zozo on the Internet. A Nigerian forum talks about him in 2005. And Zozo may be another name of Pazuzu, mm -hmm. an almost 3,000-year-old demon who has the body of a man and a scorpion's tail. So, um, what I want to, okay, what I want to say about this is, um, first of all, um, when I was, when I was pagan, I, um, really studied into the concept of curses and stuff. Not that I was going to do one, but I was worried that somebody would put a curse on me or something. So I wanted to be prepared for it. What I found the best way to break any curse is to stop believing in it. Not give it the power? Yes. And also, too, um, with this Pazuzu or Zozo, um or bozo, whatever, whatever it is, um, we give it power by our beliefs in it. We make things happen because of our beliefs in it. Energy can't be destroyed, right? Mm -hmm. So therefore, that energy that you put into beliefs, I really believe that that turns into something. And that something is what causes curses. And this is very much like a curse. That's what it sounds like to me. It feels like that to me. Um, I don't necessarily believe in demonic possession, although uh, the Catholic Church has banned uses of the Ouija board because they said that there could be demonic possessions. Um, I tend not to believe in those kind of things anymore because I've questioned it, and I realize that your belief in... Like, as I said, I was pagan. I would do spells. One of the things that made spells work is my belief in it. When I believed in it, things happened. And I'm not condemning anyone for their belief in paganism. I'm not saying you're wrong. It just, it wasn't me after a while. That's my only thing. Um, because I really thought it was beautiful. I still think it's a beautiful religion. I just, to me, I went down a different path. 
um, and that's okay. I still have a lot of respect for it and still have a lot of friends that are pagan. Um, but I, I believe that for a spell to work, you need to believe it's going to work. It's this very belief in the thing that gives it the energy. All right. I'm sorry about that. We uh, had someone at the door. It was kind of a weird thing, especially yeah. Rebecca freaked out <laughs> because we're talking about Zozo. Zozo. And all of a sudden I hear this like noise. Yeah. <laughs> it was really scary. So what I was saying about Zozo is that it only works because you believe. If you don't believe, then it doesn't work anymore. Mm. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I do think that belief gives things power. Um, but I also think that it's not... Uh, there's people that experience spirits and uh, and these things without necessarily even knowing about it ahead of time. Um, just being open to that experience and that, and actually, I guess we've, we've heard stories of people that aren't open to the experience and, and experience things. So I don't know, I, I guess to me, I think there is an element of doing your best to not feed things with energy, uh, and then that can help, um, eliminate some of the problems. Um, but that doesn't really take it away from being from being out there. Okay, but I I don't know. I mean, I think that once it, once you start, it's belief that that makes these things happen. That's just my own personal belief in that. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I guess we'll just have to see what the listeners think. Yeah. Uh, so, are you ready for? Closing arguments? Let's do this. All right. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put one minute on my timer. Okay. And let me know when you're ready. Okay. I'm ready. And go. All right. So I have believed in Ouija boards since I used one and it worked. Before then, never thought that it would work. Um, and really, it was the start of my belief in the possibilities of other things being out there. You know, I don't know what it was that we contacted. I don't know what it was that was, you know, making things happen. Um, but I do believe there was an outside energy that was working um, when we were we were using the board. And I, I do think that it pulled us in, um, to the point where even when we would walk away from the board, it was all we could think about and had to get back to it. Um, uh, reading all of these stories online, which I, you know, again, I, they're all very similar, um, when you read them, but it's, it's a very similar oh, story. Ooh, time's up. my time is up. Oh my gosh. I spent too much time. Okay. Do you have anything else to add before I go? Well, just, you know, I believe. Okay. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. And ready, go. So I'm struggling with this episode a little bit because I used to need my belief in communicating with spirits. After my father left, uh, after he passed away, and I had questions that I wanted to ask, it was refreshing to be able to reach out to him and ask. It actually helped me deal with his death a little bit more 
or maybe not. Uh, I've always had issues with uh, his death and grieving, um, just letting go of him. Remember, I'm not at all trying to force my opinions on you. I just want you to use caution when you automatically assume something is paranormal or automatically assume it's not. Question it, and if it stands up to you, then believe in it. But keep yourself open to further evidence both ways. You can use these three questions to help you. Can it be recreated? Is there supporting evidence that makes sense? Can you verify this evidence? Try looking at both sides. May just strengthen what you already believe or don't believe. Ooh, can I get just a couple more seconds here? A couple here? more seconds. And that's a great thing. Don't blindly follow anything. Be yourself and have your own ideas. Okay, good. Words to live by. <laughs> Okay, well, everyone, I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. We have a special treat for you after the outro music. This is so cute. (laughs) Two very young listeners have learned how to debate ghostly stories using the ghostly method. And I wanted to share one of their stories with you. While we were up in the land of cheese up there, uh, we had the opportunity to record them doing ghostly. It made me so proud to hear others doing it. Yeah, I mean, seriously, there's a believer and there is a skeptic and a haunted door. Yeah. That, that's, it, so it's worth listen listening. after the music, yeah. <laughs> it's worth a listen. <laughs> Our next episode will be on Abraham Lincoln. Yay! And we're doing that since the 4th of July is coming up. Uh, we thought it would be fitting to have another presidential episode, even though... It'll be a little bit late for the fourth, though, as it comes out on July tenth. Yeah, well, it's, we it's always a, do every two weeks. Yeah, it's at that time of year. Yeah, and, and this is the one that when we instead when we did Washington, you had thought that I was going to suggest Lincoln. Yeah, um, but I went Washington. But but Lincoln, lots and lots of stories out there. Absolutely, it's going to be great. Absolutely. Well, I think that's all the time we have. Yeah. So remember, stay ghostly. Bye. So why don't you tell us your name first? Hi, I'm Elliot. Elliot, and what's your name? Hello, I'm Porter. Okay, so let's hear this story that you have. Well, I... Well, I have one big story and one just about the upstairs bed... One of the upstairs bedroom doors. I want to hear that first. Yeah, let's about the hear that door. one. Well... Sometimes I'm upstairs looking at stuff on YouTube and... Like scary stuff on YouTube? And uh, random stuff I find. Like Minecraft stuff? Yeah. Then the door cracked open once and I couldn't see Philippe. Philippe is the cat. Yeah, Yeah, so I couldn't see him because he usually (laughs) cracks that door open when he tries to get in. So it wasn't him doing it. Yeah, but that happened like twice with just a crack. Then the time that that I 
that almost jumped what uh, the time it just flew all the way open. <gasps> so the door flew open and you were wide awake. Yep. And you just looked and over and were like, wow. Yeah. And it wasn't even nighttime. Wow. wow. The I'm or close, but because it usually, I usually see it, it's around, around close to bedtime. Ah, but this I, time was it? It wasn't like in the middle of the day. Wow. wow. So, so Porter, what do you think happened? Wind. You think it was the wind? Yes. So is there like a window over there that could? Yeah. Yeah. Or I could have left the door open. Like in our room, oh, okay. and the wind could have blown through our open window oh. through the door. So it didn't freak you out at all. No, not really. Not really. Yeah. Does it happen often though, or is this the only time that you know of? The only time it went all the way to our bedroom door. Mm. Ooh. I haven't seen that. I have. Okay. Oh. Mm. So, be Elliot, what do you think it was that caused your bedroom door to open then? You didn't see it, but what do you think could have possibly caused it? I, I'm not really that sure. Do you think it's a, a ghost? Maybe. 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 Do you think you have ghosts in here? you ever feel like there's ghosts here? Mm, no. No. Do you ever just get really cold all of a sudden? No. No? You ever see orbs, like lights? Besides no. the one on the drone that you, you guys were just playing <laughs> with? Um, I haven't, but I, but at nighttime, I really don't like going downstairs because in the living room, I just see like, rip. You know how your eyes get can see like everything's fuzzy, mm -hmm. yeah. white and a lot of white and black yeah. looking. Mm -hmm. It's like and extra fuzzy. Right? It's like really fuzzy parts mm -hmm. in like shapes, oh. figures, yeah, shapes. So what do you think that is, Porter? Well, the darkness tends to make your imagination go wild. Yeah, it does. So, it does. It could be his imagination. Could be. Do you think it could be your imagination, Elliot? It could. Or shadow people. Or shadow people. Do you listen to our shadow people episode? I'm not sure. It was a little while ago. Yeah, yeah I haven't been keeping did. up. 